episode 279 of the Drunk Dash Rest Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I am doing better this week. Well, at least better to end off this week, since I spent most of it sick as a dog, all starting on 4th of July. You know, the funny thing about uh, working a little bit extra for like a time and a half at the workplace, yeah, there's sometimes there's that little off chance that you might get food poisoning by whatever <laughs> somebody will bring in. <laughs> so that's what the Colonel Gables pretty much suffered from for the next few days afterwards. And it wasn't until today that I actually feel like I am getting close to my old self. <laughs> that's good. Oh, boy. Man, that, it was just an experience in and of itself. It's like I had a little bit of a food platter and stuff, and I ate some of my regular food and stuff. As a matter of fact, I didn't even eat all my lunch that day because it's like an hour after I had ate some of that food, I started to get sick, I actually manned it through the rest of the work day, <laughs> even though I was like, I was literally like a few inches like, okay, am I going to vomit? Am I going to vomit? Nope. Nope. <laughs> not going to happen. Not at work. <laughs> so it's like I spent the letter part of that night just like, literally just like, I kind of credit it, it's like when you fire a shotgun or something like that in the game... Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's supposed to be like big, impactful and stuff like that. Yeah, that was pretty much myself vomiting inside of a damn toilet. Oh. Dude, it it's got was a, horrible. It's got a huge splatter distance. Like, <laughs> Oh, it was so fucking painful. I'm like, I'm the type of person who's like, if I get sick and stuff, I don't generally throw up. That's the thing. And now I remember why I don't throw up. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> but, um, anyways... Yeah, at least today I was able to get outside and actually walk a fair amount of distance and stuff, but uh, it's just a little bit of baby steps. It's like, yeah, I was mostly sick and in bed and stuff for that later part of the 4th of July, and then the day after, then I managed to at least walk around on the uh, on Friday a little bit, even though it's like, okay, it's like now it's starting to flush its way out of the system. It's like, oh no. It's like, it's like the type of feeling or something when you're walking in an establishment or something like that and you got a really bad case of gas or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's like, oh God, it's like, I know how I hope nobody heard that. Yeah. I, love, I love, I don't go to Walmart anymore, but when I did, crop testing an aisle in Walmart was amazing. <laughs> brought me very much joy in this life well you know it's bad or something like that it was like you're walking with your mom or something like that down an aisle all of a sudden you just hear this big like what the Aww. fuck was that? <laughs> and of course she looks back it's like what the hell was that I was like I don't know I don't know it must be some bats anyway <laughs> anyway yeah I feel healthier I have played some bit of games too but uh, other than that, though, I am feeling a lot better. So, Tyler, how about you? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's kind of, you know, everybody at work was happy on Tuesday because we, uh, we had Wednesday off. And uh, it's like, hey, everybody's going around on Tuesday. Happy Friday! Happy Friday! And it was all great and everything. And then Wednesday came and it's like, oh, man, this kind of sucks. It's like, a, it's like a second Wednesday or a second uh, Sunday. This yep. isn't fun at all. Yep. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm fairly depressed on Sundays because i got to go back to work the next day. Um, 
And then Thursday was like a second Monday, which was terrible. Then but it was kind of, it, Friday was barely in, uh, you could barely enjoy Friday because you were so scarred by the second Monday. Uh, it was not worth it. Not worth, <laughs> not worth it. Two Fridays in one week is not worth two Mondays and two Sundays in a week. It doesn't equal out. Um, so yeah, uh, other than that, you know, I had, uh, it, my, my, all my family is in Wisconsin for this week. So I've had the place to myself all week, which is kind of nice. You know, you know, you don't have to wear pants. It's pretty great. Uh, you can play, you can listen to music loudly as you want. Uh, Louis, uh, he's kind of bummed cause he doesn't have Gunner to play with, but he's fine right now. If you, you guys might hear that and I apologize, uh, but there's a bunch of assholes, uh, shooting up fireworks all around, all around the block right now. Uh, so you might hear that in the audio, and it's scarring Louis right now. So Louis is deathly afraid of uh, fireworks. He doesn't like them, so he is huddled against me, hiding on my leg right now. He's not a big fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, cool thing. Uh, we got our thing for re- redemption codes for uh, our Extra Life shirts, people that raise over $200 for Extra Life. Awesome. So we got those. So those should be coming. I should be getting that later this month. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, nice little positive this week. But other than that, you know, doing okay. I picked up a couple games this week. Uh, picked up... Uh, uh, so I actually... So um, with my Best Buy bucks, with, with you know, I spend money on my Best Buy credit card to get points, and I get Best Buy bucks with those points. And I had enough to buy uh, uh, a bunch of, like, uh, PlayStation cards and Nintendo eShop cards. Yeah. And I, I went ahead and bought uh, Life is Strange 2. Just bought the pre-order the whole season. There you go. Um... I picked up Celeste. There you go. And uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah, so, there you go. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, so I haven't played him yet. Um, I literally just got him this morning. Uh, and I've been out and about all day. I actually hung out with Justin for a good chunk of the day. Uh, went over, I went out and played some Frisbee golf uh, this afternoon. And then went over to his uh, brother's, uh, older brother and boyfriend's uh, house. And uh, I had some, uh, they grilled some food and hung out there. Checked out the new house. So that was pretty fun. Uh, a little sunburnt. Wow, there's a lot of fireworks going on right now. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a fun week. Uh, well, it's been a miserable week having the two Mondays, but uh, <laughs> some fun things happening. Other than yeah, other than Wednesday night when uh, the entire family wanted to do uh, um, fireworks, and uh, I'm the only one that has to work on Thursday, and they're all they're all leaving in the morning. Uh, they're all leaving to go to Wisconsin the next day. And he'd be up at four thirty in the morning and. You're out doing fireworks still after eleven o'clock at night. That wasn't fun. Yeah. Um it sounded like a fucking war zone in your in your in your block. I know. It's always, a, it's always a big old pain in the ass. I mean that happened too, you know. Here I am, it's like I, I go to bed around six and it's like fireworks are going off. It's like you just hear the parents kinda yelling or something like that. Hey, turn on the TV, look at some of the fireworks on the Seattle, the space needle. Like, oh come on. Yeah. Then all of a, then all of a sudden it's like you can fall back to sleep. A couple hours later, you hear some jackass outside with some M80s, like, bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill you when you're sick yeah. if you do one more. It's like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like an old man, but it's like, it's a fucking work night, people. Come on. Fuck you. <laughs> God. If it's on, like, you know, if it's on a Friday, Saturday, whatever, that's fine. But fuck it you. Makes, it always makes you want to attempt to, like, just bring, like, a little alarm or something like that, a little bullhorn or something like that, go up to their property. Then right at the front door, just going, yeah. like three oh, o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, on the way to, on the wake up a little extra early for work in the morning and drive around the block, laying on the horn the entire way. That's that's kind of what I, that's actually I should do that next year. Like a little um, fucking puppet circumstance or some shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking assholes. 
Get off my lawn. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with me this week. Uh, but I guess we could jump into what we've been playing. Gables, you said you've been playing a few games this week. Why don't you yes. uh, tell me about them? All right, so to continue on from last week, I finished up South Park The Stick of Truth. I must admit, oh man, that game was very enjoyable from beginning to end. I know I kind of spoiled myself to begin with, because a few years ago I did watch an entire playthrough of South Park The Stick of Truth, but mm-hmm. i got to admit, even a couple of years later, picking up the game again, playing through the entirety of it this time, I had forgotten about a specific part inside that game that literally had me on the floor laughing. And that was when you're inside the clinic, and Randy is dressed as a woman, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the government agents, like, pop in the door and stuff, and he's all propped up and stuff like that, and they pretty much is like, oh, you're not a real doctor? Here, perform that operation on here. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like the freaking, there's like Christmas music that keeps playing mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're doing that. And all of a sudden, it's like you just, you just like you're just doing a little bit of the routine, like that that fake like uh, surgery or something on him. And all of a sudden, it's like you do one run, and like he just screams out, "Ow, oh, my balls!" Yeah, you had to give Randy an abortion. <laughs> no, the funniest part about that was not just that, but me actually messing up that sequence uh, like four or five times. Oh and yeah, just... you suck up his balls or whatever. <laughs> and you just see some of the blood or something over there, and he's all passed yeah. out and shit. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's fucked up. Oh, man. It's like, I'm laughing so hard still from that moment, but it's like, it was so dumb. But at the same point, it was pretty awesome. Because <laughs> there's like a little moment that kind of resurfaces again where you go, like, you have to do that operation, that robot, and the same music plays. Like, are you serious? <laughs> Man, it's like, it's like moment after moment of like the absurdity reaching new heights inside South Park: The Stick of Truth. And what's kind of funny is towards the beginning of the game, you're kind of like uh, you're kind of poked fun at by like some of the passerby. It's like, oh, your nose doesn't look that great. This and that, and this and that. So of course, I went ahead and I ran into that uh, Tom's rhinoplasty thing, and mm-hmm. I check the back wall, and there's all sorts of like David Hasselhoff pictures. And so I go up to the <laughs> it's not just like subtle either there's like literally like four or five big old pictures of david hasselhoff like from his early parts of his career from like there's some of them shirtless and this and all other crap then you go up to the receptionist which is uh stan's mom i think and you go through and you have all these different options and then all of a sudden you have the last option where it's like you can actually purchase to look like david hasselhoff and Mm so i looked at that it's like you know what? You only live once. And so I freaking purchased the thing and the rest of my gameplay playthrough I looked exactly like David Hasselhoff <laughs> and it was the most amazing thing ever. Because <laughs> it's like the specific moments and stuff where it's like... It, it, this is kind of funny. Some of the game kind of glitches a bit when you're like waking up in your bed and so like sometimes the eyes will like pop over his face and stuff <laughs> and just start opening up. <laughs> but uh, no, the reactions you would get around town... Especially from your own parents, which is hilarious. Like, literally, like, you wake up in your room, you go downstairs, and all of a sudden, your mother character is like, Oh, David Hasselhoff, you can have this body, whatever you like. It's like, what the... (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. But, um, going towards the last part of that game, I collect... I did every single side quest. I collected most of the Jim Pokemon. I missed one Jim Pokemon, and it was the most infuriating thing ever. I missed Shoe. Oh, no! One. It was the one before facing off against Chef. 
reincarnated. And I absolutely, after I realized what I had done, and this is after I had beaten the game, just literally a minute after, it's like, I forgot to get one chimp Pokemon in order to do that thing. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) I have not been frustrated in not collecting one single piece in such a long time. But it's not that bad, honestly, because I will play through that game again. But uh, (laughs) what was funny, going through the later part of that game and stuff, you finally have the government agent guy that gets the stick of truth and stuff like that, and they all tell him what the stick of truth does, and like... Instead of, like, being a logical adult, he just tears off all his clothes. He's all fucking naked. You see his, like, his yeah. very fucking, like, sad sway, dude. It's like, hey, now I control the universe. I don't have to listen to the government. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden, the end thing, like, with the whole thing with Princess Kenny. Oh, yeah, Morgan God, Freeman shows plus. up. Oh, God. Every, every time I explain an overcomplicated plot, I gain a freckle. <laughs> you see a freckle just magically appear in his face. <laughs> but, um... The final... The final battle of the game, it's like, oh god, Nazi zombie Princess Kenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's kind of funny is I was using a weapon setup to where I was using, oh gosh, I'm not too sure if I was using the tampon weapons or I was using something like that where it's like you can hit six to eight like random enemies or something like that, do some bit of flames, do this and that, because obviously I did like a mage or something like that for my character. Okay. And I was doing the abilities to where I was literally doing like the fireworks sort of damage or something like that where they start like in compound things of bleeding. I must admit, throughout my entire playthrough, the only boss that gave me the most trouble was Al Gore. And that was his first form. And that was not Man Bear Pig, that was mm. actually Al Gore himself. Yep. Because Man Bear Pig is like a fucking pushover. I gotta admit, man, that side mission was very annoying, because it's like, when you get all those sensors, like, set up and everything else, Al Gore just spams your little feed inside your game, like, yes. every minute. Yeah, he's great. And so, I literally went through a couple of hours of him doing that, while I was, like, I just basically forgot about him as, like, a side quest, and started doing random things. I just kept seeing random messages from Al Gore, and periodically I would check them, it's like... Hey, are you are you actually searching for Amber Pig? Are you doing this? It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, some bits of the randomness of like just the whole Facebook feed, and it's kind of funny. I see a lot of like the stuff from the characters, the way they would post on their little feeds and this and that. It's sometimes it's just absolutely hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. Like, uh, I think one such example of stuff you add when you add the like uh, the Christmas poo like kids and stuff like that and their wife and like the Mr. Hanky's wife like just straight up just asks like hey if you got any pills like send them my way and I was like oh god he was, he was born with a peanut in his head <laughs> oh my god speaking of that like in the sewer or something like that when you're trying to save like all the kids and stuff like that and you see the two hobos and stuff with one of the one of the little pieces of poo or something like mm-hmm. that, and it just says shit show on it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hi, the rats ran from evil my peanut. <laughs> that, game, that game was this brilliant beginning and the end. It really is. It honestly is one of my favorite games I think I've played on the PS4. It is just amazing. Oh my gosh. And the funniest part about it is like, I went through every single side quest. I've watched this game being played being played all the way through once and still it's like there are moments inside that game where it's like 
holy crap, I forgot about this moment. It's like, well, that was pretty awesome. And I'll tell you, one of the more awesome moments is like when you're going through Mr. Slave and stuff like that, and all of a sudden you just discover Mr. Hat. <laughs> you discover Hell, Mr. Yeah. Hat, and all of a sudden as soon as you discover him, he just adds you as a friend. Randomly. Yeah. I've missed Mr. Hat. Mr. Mister Twig. Oh my god. Okay. Now to recover, <laughs> to recover a little bit from that. <laughs> I went through and I did purchase a couple of games this week. Because there were an, there was like another big old flash sale things during that weekend too, so I got a fifty dollars PSN card and I purchased both South Park, the Fractured but Whole, along with its season pass, and I also got a Hat in Time. I've heard good things about a Hat in Time. I wanted to try it, see how it is. Also, during this week, I decided to. Disconnected the, the N64 that I had. I decided to plug in my PS2, and I am doing another playthrough of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Nice. I gotta admit, it doesn't matter how many times I do play the game. There's always something different that I end up doing that makes it completely, like, just random. Like, I discover how to do something out of sequence or something that I would generally do, and it just kind of throws me for a loop a bit. It's like, okay, where's this ability now? Where's this now? It's like... All the familiarity stuff of me constantly checking the map and stuff. But let's see, I'm around two hours in. I've almost finished the first castle. Because inside that game, you got to accomplish specific things. You got to collect three specific items, face off against the boss, like the final, like the final portion of that castle. Then that unlocks the, the reverse castle, which is like completely above it. So you got to go through the entire game again, pretty much, but in upside down. <laughs> I love that. That game's over 20 years old, though, but it has fantastic music, fantastic gameplay. It has multiple different types of strategies with different weapons. In a sense, it's sort of like how current games today is sort of similar to that style, like, say, a Hollow Knight or a... I want to say... Gosh. Not Super Metroid, because Super Metroid was before Symphony of the Night. But just a lot of those style of games, the whole Metroidvania style of games. Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of the influences of those games. You know, just owe a lot of credit to like games like Super Metroid and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Just, just a lot of good stuff, I'm just remembering. But, uh, let's see. Oh, boy. By using the converter for the PS2, I haven't really, dis I haven't really come across anything like really major. On some occasions, though, I do see some portions of the game kind of get a little bit dark for like a half second. I don't know what the hell that is all about, but uh, there hasn't been really any issues of lag or any issues of, say, like, uh, like the graphics getting messed up or something. Things are looking pretty crisp, so I'm probably going to have to try out another game from my PS2 collection to see how my converter kind of handles that. Because right now I'm in the process of I'm trying different consoles out on this converter and seeing how it is. Like, I tried my N64, played through WCW and WWE Revenge. Went through, I plugged in my NES. The NES was kind of weird. Because even when I would try to play certain cartridges or something like that, there, were these, there would just be this bar, like right in the middle of the screen. This would keep on appearing on the television screen or something like that, even when I would play little bits of, say, ice hockey or maybe even Castlevania. 
So in order to try to combat this, I'm going to try to clean out some of my NES carts with, say, some Q-tips and some rubbing alcohol, see if that helps. If not, it could potentially be something inside my NES that's doing that. Or it could be just specifically something to where it just needs to automatically work on a CRT TV. I'm not sure. But uh, I'll definitely give a little bit of update on that. Because if it is what I think it is, I may have to replace the 72-pin uh, connector in the NES itself. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Because a little-known fact about the Nintendo that I own, that I own currently, I bought it used at a Goodwill. Actually, the old one I used to work for. And inside of the flap, it has a little stamp on it that says NOA. Hmm. Now, what that means is this thing was remod this thing was refurbished by Nintendo of America at one time. So, in essence, this thing could potentially the pin connector thing could be going out. <laughs> so it's not that inexpensive to get like a specific screwdriver to undo some of the hinges and stuff, and then like just replace a little pin stuff. It's actually pretty inexpensive than how it used to be. Now, as far as any other type of game stuff, I have have tried a little bit of Pocket Rumble. Pocket Rumble released a couple days ago, kind of like a stealth announcement, really. I mean, this is kind of like out of nowhere, where yeah. that was all of a sudden released. No type of announcement, no type of things whatsoever. Game we've been waiting on now since, like, the launch of the Switch. Along with a couple other game announcements that have most recently been popping up for the Nintendo Switch that's now been confirmed. But inside of Pocket Rumble, the game is supposed to be modeled sort of like how classic SNK fighters are. And what I mean by that is you don't basically button mash and get to a lot of different places. You are left trying to strategize how you can get past certain patterns of fighters, how you can pretty much block when you need to block. The thing I've encountered kind of difficult so far, now, bear in mind I've only played a little bit of the training mode, and I've also barely know a little bit of how to do specific combos with some fighters. The gameplay in and of itself is very simplistic. However, I am still trying to, like, uh, if I'm starting to find it sort of difficult for some characters to try to perform some little bits of basic combos. In older SNK fighters, the difficulty factor kind of spiked up in regards to like how far you would get to an arcade, how you would progress through the arcade mode. So I'm kind of wondering if that shares sort of the same similarities. The game, the way it looks currently, it is very reminiscent to a Neo Geo Pocket Color game. I say that is because they use specific type of color palettes that would be more assimilated to that handheld. When I used to own a Neo Geo Pocket Color, I would play little bits of, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog game that was on there, and you could change different bits of the colors, you could change a little bit of the language stuff, it was free range. In this game, it very much looks similar, and quite honestly, it looks very appeasing, even in dock mode. I haven't tried it in handheld mode yet, but the game runs fluid, the game looks crisp, and it definitely has the sound chip set of a retro game, which is actually pretty awesome. It's... Definitely nails the aesthetic of a retro game from 20 years ago, honestly. But other than that, I will have to chime in a little bit more next week as I'll have a little bit more of an impression on Pocket Fight, on Pocket Rumble. So that's pretty much it for what I've been playing. Alright. Cool, man. So uh, I haven't played a whole lot of new stuff this week. I, I've been uh, chugging along through uh, Hyrule Warriors some more. And I've been 
here and there I've been kind of like doing like a level or so every, every few days uh, like the last month or so but this week I've been playing a lot more still enjoying that you know I'm not going to spend too much time on that um, but uh, I, I, thought, I mentioned it last week there's a game that came out I think it came out two or three weeks ago it's called The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker Decker Okay. Uh, the Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker. Um, so it's the the company that made it, uh, uh, Wales Interactive. They're based out of the country Wales. Um, you guys maybe have heard me talk about it in the past. You maybe heard their games before. They've had like a bunch of like uh, other, they've done like a lot of ports. They've done a lot of other games uh, that have come to middling to bad reviews. But the games they've been really popular for are FMV games, uh, full motion video, live action games. Um, so they made they they've been coming out with one a year um, since 2016. So this is the third one. In 2016, they had the, a game called The Bunker that I like quite a bit. It's about like this kid or this adult that uh, grew up in this bunker during um, uh, like basically a giant nuclear war, and it's him. He's like the only survivor left now. And he is you know, trying to piece together what happened because he's been there since you know he's, he was he's been there since he was a, a baby, and he's trying to you know piece together and you're learning the stories of it. And it's really it's a really good game. And then they had another game last year called The Late Shift that I liked quite a bit. Um, and in these games, uh, in the bunker, it was a little more it was more a little more Telltale like where you did some controlling and you clicked on things and you can like read uh, a lot of things and there's some options you can choose from. Um, late shift was entirely like a movie and you just made decisions. You never you didn't control anything as far as like moving with things with the analog stick. It was all options of like do this or that, or you can do this or not do that. Um, and this game, and I like both those games quite a bit. They're really, really good games. I enjoyed them and they're both, both of them were only a couple hours. And this one, uh, is a kind of a pretty big departure from those two where it is a, uh, so it's a murder mystery. Um, you basically, um, you are the new psychiatrist. Um, Dr. Decker was a psychiatrist and he had a bunch of patients and he was murdered on like Valentine's day night on like the night of Valentine's day. And now he's taking over. Um, but also the police have asked him to help try to find the murderer and you're interviewing, you're interviewing slash, um, meeting, like you're taking over all of his old patients. And you're learning about them and helping them with their problems and also trying to piece together what they were doing on that night or their kind of their relationship with Dr. Decker and all that. And you can like a lot of dialogue choices you can do. Um, I played it for a few hours and I kind of like, how fucking long is this game? Because the other ones, like the bunker was two or three hours. Uh, late shift was, I think, like an hour and a half, two hours, about the length of a movie. Right. And this one, I'm I'm about three hours in. I like so I looked it up. I'm like, I didn't look up spoilers, but I just went like, how long is this game? And it's like eight to twelve hours. Whoa! Yeah, That's and I'm quite just quite a bit for a murder. Yeah, injury. big miss. Uh, big. And it's like so. My problem with the game, I mean, I don't know. It's barely a game, but uh, you know, I'm playing on a video game console, so I'm counting it. But um, you know, I really like those ones, and the characters are interesting, and but there's so much like side stuff that doesn't like i can't tell what matters or not and like so a lot of it is you're trying to like okay so like one of the girls she's like uh i like to go to nightclubs because they like this nightclub because they have uh cheap shots and she's like i love dancing and i keep blacking out and i can't figure out 
what's causing these blackouts, and that's why she's talking to the um, she's going to the psychiatrist to help with these. And then you ask her, well, is it because the alcohol? She's like, well, I don't drink. I'm like what? Yeah. So and then like, okay, so she doesn't drink, but she likes to go to this nightclub because they have cheap cheap shots. And so I'm like, I, I want to investigate more of this. And then you look at your dialogue options, and they're not there. There's like no options to like continue on with this, and. And it's really not like you can ask this question or ask this question. It's here's like all these questions you can ask. And you basically, you're just picking from a menu the questions to ask. And they happen no matter what. You can choose whether or not to ask these questions or not. The, what you do doesn't change. Like as far as I like later on, I kind of looked it up. Uh, I, I gave up on this game uh, because I was just frustrated. Like, I feel like I'm just clicking buttons and listening to the responses. I wasn't making any decisions in this. It was... It was literally just an interview. Is what I'm doing here, okay, and I'm so, looking. So pretty much, it was kind of like uh, I'm getting the sense where it's kind of like kind of convoluted in a way where it kind of presents these different options, which you, which would kind of make you feel like you are uh, kind of just not just deciding though, but kind of like say going in a specific direction or something that the game maker wants you to feel like you actually have a choice in what you're doing and stuff. But instead, it's more or less. Different types of options, but the same type of result. Yeah. So there's not even options. It's just like you just ask these questions, and you don't have to ask these questions. But these these no matter what questions you ask, these options are going to be there. Like oh. here's 20 questions you can ask, uh, and you can ask them in any order you want. You can just skip asking these questions. But it's not like hey, I asked this question, so therefore I got this question, or I picked to ask this question instead of this question, so I got this question. It's just like no matter what you do, you just get the, the results are the same. But I, I guess at the end of the game, you have to try to figure out who's the murderer of these of these um, patients, huh. and based off the information they give you, you're supposed to pick the murderer or decide who the murderer is. Um, so that's what all it leads to. So like nothing, like everything is essentially the same up until the very end. I guess and I gotta sneeze one second. I lost it. It's gone. I'm sorry. Uh, it's gone. <laughs> I lost the sneeze. It's still there tingling, but I don't have to sneeze now. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, it It feels like this game doesn't, like, I, I heard, so if you want to, like, fly through it, you can, I guess. But, like, it's, like, you basically to fly through it, you just don't, like, ask any questions. Because you can go on, so, like, it takes place during, like, over days. So you can, like. Um, so what I was doing, I was asking every question. I made it to like day four and I'm just like, what the, f- how many fucking days are there? And I was asking every single, I went over every, every question that I can ask. And yeah. at, after a certain point, it's like, all right, go, you're done for the day. Skip, go the next day. Or you can just like skip to the next day without asking a single question. Um, so you can go through this game as, and get as little to, um, to no detail to every single piece of detail you want. So it's like, that's kind of a weird way to play this game. That Especially when the, this is the, how the game is. This is what the game is. This isn't like, here's the main story and here's side quests. It's like, this is the game. It's just, you interview these people and you make a decision based off the, off the, the information they give you. That is very weird, you know. It's like you could pretty much breeze through the entire game, not ask a single question, and yet you could probably get the same result as in asking every single question and then just doing that. Yeah. That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, I thought, like, I didn't dislike the characters or the story. I didn't dislike any of that. I was that. I mean, it's it's a murder mystery. You're obviously kind of in, interested in like okay, yeah. intrigued to a certain extent automatically, but just the journey to get in there and all that. Like if this was like a tight two three hour thing and it was a little faster paced and I felt like I was actually like making decisions and 
um, more involved in the process of this, I think I would I would have liked it a lot because I really really enjoyed those other two games, uh, the bunker and last uh, late shift. Um, but yeah, this one was just like this was like the first huge swing and miss to me uh, for the Wales Interactive as far as these FMV FMV games go. Um, so they are, I guess they just got done filming the next one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it's another murder mystery game. Uh, I don't know much. There's no real details on it yet, but um, I'm hoping this one's much better because uh, this was a huge bummer. Because I um, they they usually come out. I mean, this is only the third year of it, but they've all come out in like late spring, sometime in the summer, early summer. Uh, so I always look forward to them, like because they they usually get announced within a few weeks. Like they usually get a release date. They get announced well in advance, but like as far as like, the trailer. Uh, usually comes out within like a month of it coming actually releasing um so usually when you see those um, i'm usually I'm like oh sweet okay i can't wait to play this and uh yeah this was a big bummer um but it's on if i mean if you like those games um i would definitely check out late shift and the bunker those are two really good games um they're on everything now they just came to the switch uh i think last last month um but they're on pc ps4 xbox one all that too uh and the other thing i played uh and i played this more of as like a deterrent to like prevent me from buying this game uh is octopath traveler okay. uh, i played the demo for it uh the game comes out on friday uh it's from the bravely default guys which if people have listened to the show for a long time know my history bravely default i played the game for like 60 hours and i got to like chapter three or four and there's like 17 chapters oh uh, that's right yeah. and i, I really like that game but it's just like i'm never gonna like this game's gonna take me like 600 hours there's like so much grinding and all that stuff uh but like the 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 Visuals look fantastic. I thought the story was interesting. Um, the combat's really great, uh, and it seems like it's not a different combat system now, but it's it's uh, uh, turn-based, like Final Fantasy esque. The, the art style in this game and uh, Octopath Traveler is absolutely gorgeous. So I, I ended up like watching a couple trailers on it uh, that like, just came on like YouTube, and I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And uh, I'm like, I started getting the urge to buy the game, and I was like, I know I'm not gonna like, I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna buy this game. I'm probably going to play it for like 10, 15 hours and I'm just going to kind of peter out on it. Uh, right. Because just like JRPGs, like growing up, favorite friends, like that was my favorite type of genre of games. Like if uh, JRPG didn't matter what the hell it was, I'm going to pick, the, I'm going to play it and I'm probably going to beat it. I fucking love those games. Now, you know, like, uh, you know, once adult Tyler doesn't like those games anymore. Uh, wish I did, but I don't. Uh, so luckily they had this demo for it out and you could play it for three hours and it's actually like the beginning of the game yeah. and you could pick any of the eight of the characters and you can play, you can, you can play all as all eight of them or you can, you ba- you can go, there's like a certain, like a cutoff point to all of them of all eight stories. Right. But, um, yeah, you can take, you can play this game and whatever you do in this will transfer over to the main game. So it's kind of cool. So you can like, you don't have to like replay the beginning portion twice. Um, so I picked one of the characters. Uh, he's more of the warrior character. In the game, I played it for the first hour, and I it's like, it's just like okay, yeah, I realize, yeah, like I'm not knocking this game at all. I'm sure it's fantastic. The reviews that have come out for it are saying it's fantastic. Uh, it's just not my type of game. I played this more out of uh, prevent myself from wasting sixty dollars on this game, type of thing. Where it's like I played it for an hour, a lot of talking that I don't care about. Uh, I played. I had three fights in the game and they're all tutorial battles. Just like, I just want to play the goddamn game. 
but it looks fantastic. Um, the voice acting is cheesy as fuck, which you expect from a JRPG. Right. Um, the story is, you know, corny as hell. You, it's like, it's a stereotypical JRPG story, which I'm not knocking. I used to love those. Uh, but just for, for me, not, like I said, not my type of game. Uh, I wish I loved it because this game, like I said, looks fantastic. If 2004 or 5 Tyler would be jizzing in his pants over this game. Uh, unfortunately, 2018 Tyler uh, just doesn't care about these games anymore, which uh, is a bummer. But yeah, so I really don't. I don't want to sit there and re- review it, say it's bad or good or whatever. I just yeah, I don't know. I no, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. But yeah, I wish I loved it, but I, I don't. Um, the the prospect of an 80 to 100 hour game uh, to me, 29 uh, year old Tyler, uh, is terrifying. <laughs> it's like I hear about a game that takes 20 to 30 hours. I'm like, oh fuck, really? That's <laughs> that's. Are you serious? Like, and teenage Tyler, if I heard a game was only 20 hours, I'm like, well, fuck that game. That's too short. <laughs> you know? God, I, miss, I, miss I love that reaction. It's like the older we get, it's like the more we look at a long scale game or something like that. It's like, oh god, this is kind of mm-hmm. daunting. Am I really going to spend 100 hours playing this? Yeah, it's like I hear about a game like that's sixty dollars and like eight to ten hours long. Fucking awesome! You hear about a game that's sixty dollars and eighty to a hundred hours? Fuck that! <laughs> so, oh, it's, it's man, crazy, I, remember, huh? I remember one time I used to think like that too, where it's like the more hours I would spend playing the game, I kind of felt like as a kid, it's like, oh, I'm getting my money's worth. You know, it's like now it's like I look at games, I hardly look at certain reviews, I hardly even care like how long the game is i go through and i try to play whatever i like mm-hmm. and it's like yeah there's sometimes i just like playing a shorter game only because the fact that hey i can get the whole experience and like a good chunk maybe a couple of sittings here and there and then it, you know it's sort of similar to that of the stick and truth where it's like it took me like what like a week or so to go through the game i spent like maybe a good solid 15 hours or so just playing that but yeah. i enjoyed every minute of it so it's yeah. like it's like to each their own when it comes to like their game time preferences and stuff. I mean, hell, one of the things that's keeping me from pulling through and finishing a game like, say, Persona 5 is like, that game is like, I kid you not, it is like a 100-hour game, you know? It's like, yeah. especially for a first time going through any kind of a Persona game. And fans of the series will tell you that otherwise. It's like, if you're playing through the game the first time and you don't know what you're doing, you could spend upwards to like about a 70 to 100 hours inside of the specific Persona game. You know, yeah. And... Oh yeah, and that's like the you know, and we're into a conversation here, but I'm fine with it. But like, um, that's like what sucks about where gaming goes today, where it's like the gaming uh, service stuff, where it's like a lot of like open world stuff. Like we're talking, like, you know, tons of uh, things to do in it with like endless thing. Uh, you know, it's just like Division and Destiny. Like I like those games, but like the always online aspect. Like, they're 20 to 30 hours long just for, like, doing the, the main stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, like, I mean, it's, like, I would, like, when I, I picked up Destiny 2 when it first came out, and, like, all my friends beat it, like, the week it came out. Yep. And it's, like, it took me, like, three weeks to beat that game. Like, the, just the main campaign. And doing barely any of the sides. Like, I did the, the main, like, side quests, but I didn't do any, like, the real, like, uh, side side quests like the small shit it was like the bigger side quests I did but yeah um, yeah it's just uh, they, like I said 
teenage Tyler, like in high, in high school and stuff like that, this would this is like that sounds fucking awesome. It's like now it's just like yeah, you know, it's like I like playing I play like playing Fortnite because I can play a few games, and like twenty I got I got I got a half an hour to kill. Yep, I'll play I'll play. For a few. That's how I am now. I live my life much like Vin Diesel lives lives his life at a quarter mile at a time. I live my life uh, forty five minutes at a time. It's like, <laughs> I plan forty five minutes in advance. I don't like doing. Like ah, I got forty five minutes to kill. I'll play a couple games of Fortnite. It's like ah, I got forty five minutes to kill. I, I'm I'm not gonna play division because I'm, like, I'm not gonna get anything accomplished in that time. <laughs> uh, so I've kind of fallen off division. I really liked the game for like a week and a half, and it's just like I was like ah oh, man, it takes it's just it's a, too much of a time commitment, you know. And certain games, you know, God of War sucked me in for like a week and a half, and I put like thirty hours in that game, and I couldn't quit playing it. That happens every now and again, but for the most part, like. Those, you know, there's only one or two games a year that can do that to me. Um, the rest of them, like, that does do that to me. Uh, but let's move on to some of the topics we have this week. Um, not really a lot of topics, actually. There's, like, uh, a couple small ones, and then there's uh, one mediocre one. And then we're going to kind of make this, like, a, uh, so it's it's July now. It's We release our, technically our second show of July, but our first show uh, recording in July because uh, the other show we recorded on like June 30th um, but uh, we're going to do this is going to be like our mid-year year review uh, slash looking forward to the rest of the year um, kind of thing but uh, we'll get to those in a little bit uh, we're going to go through the news real quick uh, like I said not a lot uh, first up Games Done Quick was going on uh, this week a lot of streams they do it happens every June I think is it June or is it July first week of July um, um, yeah, it's sort of like the last week of June, first week of July. Basically, okay. they had they just finished up their summer games done quick and stuff, and uh, well, they actually went forth and raised over two point something million two two point one two million dollars for uh, yep. Doctors Without Borders. So yeah, it's a people don't know what it is. It's a pretty cool um, event that goes on where people speed run through games and people that watch and get to pick like how they play through the game. Uh, so it's really cool. Like if you guys go on YouTube, you can check out, usually a lot of them get posted on YouTube. Um, like IGN does a really good job posting speed runs on there. And like yes. anytime someone breaks a record, it, it, it pops up everywhere. If you watch enough video game stuff on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I know a few records got broken. You were talking about someone beat, was it, uh, there's a cast one of the Castlevania games got beaten less than an hour. Uh, someone, well, pe- go ahead. well, let's see. Well, let's see. On the top of my head and stuff, I, I gotta really just double check just to make sure and stuff like that. But uh, I have been making a priority this week and actually going through and watching some of these playthroughs. These glitch, there's some are like glitchless runs. There's some that actually have like glitches. But like uh, there was one speed run that I watched, which was absolutely kind of hilarious and stuff. And it's for a infamous game that we all know, being Superman sixty four. Mm-hmm. So, everybody knows how terrible the N64 game, Superman 64, is, in a nutshell. Well, I was watching a speedrun of the game and stuff, and the person who did it actually managed to beat the game, like, within a span of, I believe, I want to say, like, about an hour or something like that. And basically what she did was, she went through the main portion of the game, but there's, like, a specific thing that you do to actually kind of back out in the save menu, because she basically skipped the whole entire 
thing of having to do all those rings and stuff like that by setting it the game on really easy and then all of a sudden getting to a certain extent actually using something to get herself out of the main game and actually increase the difficulty to like the hard the hardest difficulty setting because it triggered like specific like geometry things inside the game itself it was so technical the way that uh yeah it was very technical in the way how she did the thing to where she could literally bypass like entire portions of levels that would take a casual playthrough of the game like maybe 20 30 minutes or something just in order to get through and she barely did like within a couple minutes but the thing is when she was doing some of these tricks she had to literally go through kind of like black screens with Superman's avatar to the extent where she had to literally know little bits and portions of where she had to fly through in order to get like specific rooms. It was just really crazy how that thing went. Let's see, Superman 64. Speedrun world record. I'm trying to think. I'm actually checking it right now. So, let's see. Let's see, for the speed run... Oh, yes. Yes. This one was by the the person, actually, I was watching here. Headstrong1290 just got a world record in Superman 64 speed run. I'm going to go ahead... And when was this one from? Actually, this is from, like, January 10th of 2018. So it's not <laughs> the more recent one. But, uh... But, yeah, there are some that actually literally have uh, done it in a span of, like, say, an hour, like, this and that and stuff. But the whole point of this whole, like, speedrun things is, like, what Tyler was just saying, just to raise money towards, like, cancer, this and that and stuff. Not only was there, like, specific, like, glitchless runs for very popular games, like, say, Splatterhouse, Splatterhouse 2, there was actually somebody that had did an entire playthrough of Final Fantasy VI and actually managed to, like, a glitchless run, finished it in under eight hours, which that's really fucking impressive. Then there's, like, the different type of speedruns. Actually racing between, like, like uh, people racing each other how they could finish the game faster or something like that. So the one that I watched and I was really impressed by was the one by Super Mario Bros. 3. Where these two guys, these two, like, uh, famous, like, like uh, speedrunners from Mario 3 were competing against each other. 17 minutes in... And all of a sudden, it's like they were neck to neck, and one of the guys' screen froze. Like, literally froze. And he had to restart from World 1. Now, at that point and stuff, any person, you know, any person probably at that point is like, oh, hey, well, he's screwed, you know? He's just going to go through. The other guy's going to finish away before him. No, the biggest sign of sportsmanship I've ever seen, it's like the dude, the other dude is like, he just flat out refused to move anywhere until he caught back up to the point. That's cool. And you know what's even more interesting in that is, like, it didn't happen once. It happened again at the worst possible moment on the very last level. And it happened after, like, the one dude that let him go through all that all that stuff to catch up. He was doing a jump at one of the higher, like, uh, platforms inside the last Bowser castle. And he missed, and he fell all the way, and he died... And the dude beside him that, uh, you know, that caught back up and stuff, he had the Hammer Brothers suit, he was going to go all the way and stuff, and his screen froze again, and he had to restart from the fucking first, like, uh, 
level of Mario 3. And that's NES hardware they're using. So yeah. at any point, that could potentially happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the other dude won, of course, though. But but the guy that did end up losing that speedrun, though, he used one of the more famous like glitches inside of Super Mario Bros. 3 in order to finish the game to get to the end screen. So basically what you do is you have to warp to level 7. You go through inside 7-1, and there's a particular trick that you do where you have to have the turtle shell, like, you have to step on the turtle shell, the red turtle shell, and as soon as it starts to wake up, you gotta go down, like, one of the pipes and stuff, and then all of a sudden you have to kick it specifically, and you have to go off, like, because uh... the gimmick for 7-1 is you can go from left to right, and it basically sort of circles around. You know what I'm talking about, right, Tyler? Yeah, where it's like you go from the left of the stage, you appear to the right of the stage. So basically there's a glitch where once you do a specific conditions, you can actually go from the left side of the stage to the right of the stage. And if you press down at exactly the right moment, you go down a hidden warp point, like a hidden like sort of like glitched pipe. And it warps you through that stage all the way to the end screen for Super Mario Bros. 3. <laughs> where, where Peach is being like kidnapped and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. This and that. So, I gotta admit, watching through a lot of these speed runs, not only impressed the hell out of me, but man, it's like different ways to play old games and new games alike. Because there were more than just retro games being played. There were also games that were released as, or like, God, it's like, as recent as this year, you know? Somebody had an entire speed through of like, like speed run through Cuphead and like beat that within a fucking hour. Or, like, go through, like, Celeste and go through under that for an hour and stuff. So, I recommend any of you listening, if you really love to see games, like, beaten, like, just basically destroyed and, like, using all these glitches and this and that. Or just doing these pure runs where you have to have a specific amount of conditions. I highly recommend going onto YouTube, checking out the Games Done Quick channel, go through some of the more famous or the more recent ones, and just witness it for yourself, because it is amazing. So with that said and done, it's like... <laughs> I'm just kind of like waiting for the end of this year, really, because another one kind of pops up, I believe, in January of like 2019, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, yeah, so that's yeah, a cool thing going on, so check those out. Uh, like I said, they're all over YouTube. Just look it up, Summer Games on Quick. Um, there's been some cool uh, videos out there for that. And it's for a good cause. So, um, yeah. Uh, but moving on to another topic. Uh, like I said, this small one, not a whole lot to say on it. Uh, but I think it's worth talking about. Uh, so Amazon has once again changed their uh, policy on discounts for games. Uh, used to be, you know, they announced it like, yeah, Amazon Prime, you get 20% off all games. Then it's like, well, now you only get 20% off of uh, uh, games if you bought them with if they if you buy them within two weeks. And then it was you only get 20% uh, off games if you pre-order them. Now they change their policy once again, where you uh, only get 20% off, so you can no longer get 20% off games that are remakes or ports. Uh, so, for example, something like uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3DS. Uh, you couldn't get a discount on that. Captain Toad, uh, Treasure mm. Tracker, the discount's gone on those. So games that are remakes or ports, uh, you can know those discounts are gone. Um, I think if you've already pre-ordered a game, 
uh, before this went away. And they went away with no notice. It was just kind of like, yeah, they're gone. Like, and then they came out later on and revealed the, that they did that. Uh, but if you already pre-ordered a game, uh, you're grandfathered in. You still have that discount. But if you have not pre-ordered a game that is a remake or board, it's gone. Uh, kind of a shitty thing. Um, I think they... A lot of people bought this. I mean, I, I one of the main reasons I got Amazon Prime uh, was for something like this. And then I got the Best Buy Gamer Club. And now that's going away. Uh, in February for me, um, but I think Gamer Club's still better because you get twenty percent off everything you buy, uh, no matter what. Still, even like Amiibo, and that was one thing they took away after the fact too. Uh, was no longer got, so they also took away like twenty percent off. You no longer get twenty percent off collector editions of anything. Uh, no longer get twenty percent off of uh, um, what those one Amiibos or uh, like any collector items like that too. Like all oh, that shit's gone away. So they're like they're slowly pulling back. On that, I don't know if that's necessarily Amazon's fault or if that's, like, the publishers uh, pushing back on them. Um, I'm not really quite sure. But it's uh, definitely a a huge bummer, I think. Uh, You know, it's been a cool thing that's going on. And now it's, like, I almost, I used to just go to GameStop for most of my games. uh, Before all this happened. And then, like, oh, I'm going to start ordering all my shit on Amazon and Best Buy. Now... It's like after like February, I'm probably not gonna be like I'm gonna go back to GameStop again, which I don't have a problem with. But I just like you know, like you know, obviously, who doesn't like? I mean, getting you know twelve bucks off every game you buy, and then getting it on release date. You know, like I come home from work, I don't have to stop anyone, I don't have to deal with any people, I don't have to talk to anybody, uh, I don't have to get in any lines. I just come home from work, and my game's there. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, going away. I don't. I mean. Not a lot to say on it. It's it's frustrating uh, that they are not so slowly in the last year or so uh, been pulling back on that quite a bit to the fact that now basically the only thing you get 20 discounts on is just pre-orders, pre-ordering new games, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but it's better than nothing. But still, it's a, it's a bummer. Anything you want to add to that, Gables? Well, I gotta say though that it definitely I understand why they may want to try to pull back. At the same point, it's kind of oddly specific that they're just now is like limiting it to just new games that are not considered ports or remakes. Yeah, I mean at that point it's like if you're gonna make it so arbitrary like that, why not just go ahead and just take it off altogether? You know, it's like a lot of the games that are coming out happen to be remakes or ports of something else. Yeah, honestly, but. Yeah, yeah. There's really not really too much that I can really say about that. I mean, I don't really use a lot of like the Amazon twenty percent off things in the past, but man, it, it definitely is a sucky thing, especially if you're using a lot of the twenty percent off stuff from Amazon. Just to specifically get just any type of like game that you wanted, pretty much just twenty percent off whatever, like say the ports or this or that, and yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm leaning more towards it's more of the publisher side of things. It's the game, it's developers and publishers side of it things. Sounds where like it. In the last few years, like for a long time, you couldn't buy uh, like Nintendo products authors like through Amazon. Uh, a few years ago, like consoles, you couldn't buy or video games, you couldn't buy. Um, for a, like a long time, I think in like 2016 and part of seven, 2017, you couldn't uh, pre-order any EA games. You can buy them after the fact, or you can buy them digitally, but you can never pre-order the physical copies. And now, going on for almost a year now, 
you can't pre-order any first-party PlayStation games. Uh, you can buy them after the fact, uh, or you can pre-order them digitally, but you don't get the discount on digital games. It's only on physical copies. So it sounds like to me it's like uh, this is their way of getting out of that, where it's like you, they took away the... It's like one of the things they tried to make was like, hey, we'll only give you discounts if you pre-order the game. And that wasn't good enough for the publishers out there. So it's like, okay, well, we're not going to give you the game until the game comes out now. So then you get, you guys, no one can pre-order the game. You can only buy it once it's released so they don't get the discount. So this seems like it's just, you know, it's a, a thing that's pissing off a lot of uh, uh, developers out there and publishers. So this is them slowly pulling back. And eventually, I, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the year, this whole 20% off thing is completely gone. Um, and obviously, Gamer Club is gone from Best Buy. Uh, so, I mean, your grandfather in well, until your membership's up. But once it's over, it's over. Um, but moving on to uh, our last real topic of the show, our news topic, uh, is Nintendo uh, apparently has more games to announce for t- uh, the f- uh, for 2018. Uh, they said they are not completely done. Um, showing off what they have. So, uh, former Nintendo president... Tatsumi Kimishima? Kimishima? Kimishima. Kimishima. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Um, if he was, like I said, a New Japan pro wrestler, if he became one of those, I could announce his name then. <laughs> Until then, I, I got nothing. Uh, but he announced during the uh, recent Nintendo shareholder meeting that uh, the company is indeed planning on announcing additional games for the Nintendo Switch later this year at the appropriate time. Uh uh, he was asked at the Nintendo about the Nintendo E3 presenta- presentation and the following fact that uh, it actually caused a decline in stock value um, after after the show was done, after the direct was over. Uh, he assured that those in attendance that Nintendo is currently planning on disclosing additional information to customers at, a, at an appropriate time, including new titles that will be released near the end of the year for the holidays. Um, so... I mean, this is something I said at after the uh, during our like Nintendo E3 podcast that we did was I felt like there was there's at least one more direct this summer or it, it sometime I wouldn't be surprised if it's this month uh, August or early September because we gotta have at least one more direct talking about the online system how that's gonna work. Yeah. Uh, all we have right now is it's sometime in September it's launching and it's twenty bucks a year. That's and then we get ten uh, we get twenty NES games and we only know ten of them uh, and they have like a Netflix style thing. Um, so that tells me there's gotta be one more direct and I wouldn't be surprised if we usually get what we six to eight a year seems about right. Um, from anywhere from big ones to small ones. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we get, uh, one for that and I wouldn't be surprised if we get another one towards the end of the year, like in October, I I wouldn't be surprised actually if we get one Pokemon dedicated one and maybe a smash dedicated one. So we might have two or three, but, uh, so that makes sense to me that they're going to be more, but I don't, I don't feel like they're going to be like huge. Um, they're probably going to be more ports or they're going to be like small, like, uh, you know, indie title kind of things. I don't see anything like Yoshi's already been delayed to next year. Fire Emblem's already delayed to next year. Yep. Um, Pokemon and smash, uh, anything really other than that, that comes out after the fact, after those or anywhere in between that or close to that Nintendo wise doesn't get buried. So I don't I don't see if unless something comes out in September I don't see anything big happening, um, or you know causing any big effect. Uh, but what about you, Gables? Well, you know what I kind of feel like that uh, even after the E3 press conference and stuff, they did have <laughs> they probably did have like a lot of other stuff that they wanted to talk about and stuff. But Nintendo being Nintendo and stuff, they wait for their own opportunity to showcase stuff. 
it was more than apparent, even with their Nintendo Direct stuff, even with uh, the pushing back of things like, say, Yoshi and stuff, and uh, Fire Emblem. So it would not surprise me if, say, like early September, we heard a little bit more of a Nintendo Direct coming, maybe showcasing, like you were just saying, upon the $20 a year online service that they're planning to do, maybe like some more games that they're planning to potentially release on the eShop or whatever from now until the end of the year. It would not surprise me in the least. So yeah. that's pretty much what I have to say. Yeah, I yeah, I think the when they talk about the games that are coming out near the near the end of the year and holidays, it's probably gonna be like uh to me best case scenario, like realistic best case scenario is like GameCube games on the eShop kind of stuff. That'd be nice. Uh, I'm I'm still holding out for a Super Mario Galaxy uh port but uh, that, that I mean that's I don't know if that's how realistic that is this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. I'll cross your fingers on that. But uh, so now for the rest of the show, we're going to talk about uh, kind of the best of so far and what we're looking and most looking forward to for the rest of the year uh, for 2018. So like I said, it's the mid it's mid year. We're about we're a little past halfway point now of 2018. So. Um, I, I want to ask a question to you, Gables. Yes. Uh, what are the best game or best games uh, so far for you this year? The best game so far for me this year. Honestly, from this point, I have played... I have played some of the games that have released this year. And among some of them, I know Dragon Ball Fighter Z is definitely among one of my favorites this year so far. Yeah. Because not only did it incorporate the show really nicely and stuff, but it's also a fantastic game in its own right. And if you want to see really high competitive play of, of Dragon Ball Fighter Z by people who know the ins and outs of it very well, I would highly recommend checking by YouTube, checking out some of the matches. They are extreme, and they are fantastic. Now, for any other games and stuff, I really am impressed by, say, bits of Hollow Knight from what I've experienced. Let's see. There are... <laughs> There are other games that I've played to release this year. West of Loathing, I did play for the Switch. <clears throat> I know those are the only things I can think of at the top of my head at the moment because I have been playing plenty of retro games as well. So, yeah, I know it's from now to the end of the year. I am going to go through and probably process a lot more. But at this point in time, there is like three games that stand out: Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Celeste definitely is one, Hollow Knight's definitely is one. And that's about it so far. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's something I talk about, you know, um, throughout the year. It's been kind of a fairly weak, I think, beginning of the year, at least compared to the last few years. The last few years, like especially last year alone, was like right. you, you could have made that. Like if you were just took the first half of last year and made that a whole year, like stretch it over twelve months, that would have been a really that would have been a really good year for gaming. And right. then I mean that was just first six months then the back half which is also fucking fantastic um and this year it's been kind of you know it's we've had some really good stuff don't get me wrong like uh my so far i I mentioned at the time and it still holds true god of war is still the best game of 2018 and nothing holds a candle candle to at this point um i mean there's been a few other really good games like uh, detroit was really good game uh detroit become human um telltale's batman enemy within uh, the last ha- the last episode three, four, five came out this year, so it's technically a 2018 game, I guess. Uh, was pretty good. Um, uh, Mario Test Aces 
has been pretty fun. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been like a, uh, like there isn't really, it's, it's been God of War, like is like a, just 20 steps above everything else. Uh, well, I so, will, I will say like one game that I forgot about, you know, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. That was actually well, yeah. a pretty good game yep. too, honestly. Yep. Yeah. And then we still have the actual Bloodstained game come out later this year. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, the, what really like these two games are eligible for game of the year, but, uh, the probably the if I was like gonna do like the best gaming experiences I've had this year, it's been uh, number two and three have been Shadow of the Colossus and Burnout Paradise. Um, mm. Yeah, technically the remastered stuff have released this yeah. year. Yeah, yep. They I mean they they released this year, but they're just remakes of imports of old games, so right. they wouldn't be eligible for game of the year list. But uh, those games were I mean going back we 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 freaking talked about how great Burnout Paradise was. Yeah, uh, that took over the podcast for like a good couple weeks there. Uh, and Shadow Colossus was uh, just utterly fantastic. So uh, those have been the highlights, I think, for me this year. Um, but next thing, uh, what is our pile of shame for 2018? So games that came out this year that we've bought and haven't played or finished, or games that we want to play uh, we haven't that we haven't bought but we do want to play. All right, all right. I'm pretty much going to begin this one because I can think of a good solid five games off the top of my head right now. I know Celeste is one, Hollow Knight, West of West of Loathing. It's definitely one of those. Let's see. Owlboy is definitely one of the ones that uh, I want to go back and finish. I've started a little bit of it, but I have not played nearly enough of it. God of War. Definitely God of War I want to finish by the end of this year. Now, as far as, say, games that I have not bought yet, but I definitely want to play through, let's see. <sighs> Off the top of my head, I have wanted to play a bit of Nino Kuni 2. That game definitely does interest me because of the whole like aspect of the, the gameplay style and how it's the sequel to a game that I did like. Did never finish, though, the original Nino Kuni on PS3. Mm. Let's see, another game that I wanted to try. Let's see, another game that I did want to try was like Far Cry 5. But I have not really seen too many good sales on the game itself yet. Uh, it's definitely probably going to be towards the end of the year that I'm probably going to want to try it. Of course, Mario Tennis Aces. That's a game I really do want to pick up and just play from beginning to end. Because from what I've seen, it looks like a tennis RPG mixed in with a whole bunch of like say, fighting game sort of elements and stuff, and it definitely sounds really appeasing. Mm. I definitely just want to go through a play as a Waluigi and stuff, just absolutely kick the shit out of everyone. <laughs> he is number one. <laughs> oh, let's see. I have went through, like, three games, right? So it's like, I want to try Detroit Become Human, but only after maybe it goes through a bit of a sale. Mm. Because I don't see myself spending $60 just to buy the game currently. I basically want to wait until the game goes on sale, possibly towards the fall or maybe like close to Black Friday, you know. It's just it's just one of those type of games that I really want to do that for. And another game that I really am kind of intrigued by, but I have not wanted to pull the trigger yet because the price isn't really as attractive, is Vampire, I think it's called. Yep. Vampire. I have heard good things about the game, but I've heard the combat's sort of wonky, and I heard that... They've gone through with a recent patch that fixed a lot of those issues, but the concept of the game sounds interesting, and a lot of the different things I've heard about it, 
I definitely want to try to experience at some point. It was a game that released for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One, like, around June 5th. It was early June release, and uh, it definitely is a game I want to try to experience at some point. Oh, boy. Let's see. What was there? I know there was, like, another game that was released this year that I want to try out. I mean, Sonic Mania Plus, that's definitely something I'm going to try sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. <laughs> I almost forgot about Spider-Man, honestly. Well, that's, that's not a pile of shame, though. It comes out later this year. Yeah, it comes out later this year, though, but that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much my pile of shame thing that I have okay. at the moment. Um, I swear, like, you saw my list or something, because, yeah, Vampire is one of the games uh, that's, like, the top of my pile of shame list. Uh, it's a Don't Nod game, which uh, is yeah. Life is Strange, guys, um, which I am... Uh, on the verge of becoming a fanboy of anything they do at this point. Um, close to being a fanboy without actually being a fanboy. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to pick it up. I'm I'm kind of like with where you are with Detroit. Like, uh, I've got enough other stuff I want to play right now that I'm, I don't right. have to, like, it's 60 bucks. Like, if, if I see it for, um, if I see, like, a Black Friday type of thing, that's be perfect. Like, I'm, I, that's one of those things where, like, every E3 is kind of, like, also, like, I look forward to it because I'm a bit, like, that kind of decides what I'm going to do for Extra Life every year. Right, and right. I look at, like, the releases for this year, and it's like there's nothing coming out around Extra Life for me uh, that I want to play, and I, that makes me really nervous. So, uh, but uh, Vampire, Vampire, uh, I think is how you pronounce it, because uh, I get that Y in there. It's super weird. Um, it is. I don't know if it's, like, Vampire or Vampire, uh, but uh, that's one of those games I might hold out till Extra Life on. But, uh yeah, that's one I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, like I said earlier, Celeste and Hollow Knight, two games I definitely want to play from this year. And Owlboy, uh, just like you, I uh, definitely want to check out. I've heard fantastic things about that. And one game I, pl- I played for a little bit and haven't got it back to was Moss. It's a PSVR game. Oh, yeah. Where, um, you play as a, you, you uh, help a little mouse uh, find his uh, lost uncle. Uh, I actually tried playing it this morning, um, and I spent 45 minutes trying to figure out how to hook up my uh, uh, PSVR headset, and I right. couldn't figure it out, so I got frustrated and just didn't play it. Um, so I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. What the, what the fucking PSVR? I have everything set up ready to go. Like everything's <laughs> plugged in. I the only thing I do is I unhook the HDMI port uh, from the back of the PSVR little box, and I plug it because if for some reason when you have a hooked when you have your HDMI port plugged into the the, the connector. That connects the the PSVR and the PlayStation Four. Uh, the HDR doesn't work, so I have to unplug it every time. And but that's the only thing I unplug. But every time I go play it, there's always like there's always something that's not plugged in. It's not working. Uh, and certainly it kept saying a USB port wasn't plugged in, which I checked every fucking one twenty <laughs> times, and I couldn't figure it out. So I got mad and I just quit playing it. Uh, all right, I quit attempting and I just went and played something else. Uh, I think I just played Hyrule Warriors again. Um, so that's a gift. That's definitely a game I want to play more, but I'm just scared to play PSVR because I don't want to get sick. Uh, so yeah, those are the ones I, those are kind of the ones from that came out this year that I get to uh, play or finish, or I want to play some more of. But, um, the, uh, the last one is most anticipated games for the rest of 2018. Mm. So, uh, I have my list, uh, but if you have yours and ready to go, Gables, I, uh, you can go. Uh, let's see. Why don't you go first? Okay, so um, first up comes out this Friday, Captain Toad, uh, Treasure Tracker. Obviously excited for that, but it's a port. 
uh, Madden 19, obviously. I even paid the extra 20 bucks to get it three days early. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's that's me. Uh, Walking Dead final season, Telltale's um, game comes out. The first episode comes out August 14th. Definitely hyped for that. Get the finale of Clementine's story. It's probably not going to actually finish until the end of, uh, or probably the beginning of next year, I imagine, or sometime next year. But uh, I'm just happy to get that going. Uh, Spider-Man, obviously, uh, looking forward to that. I don't want to hear anything more about it. I keep seeing uh, articles about like leaks and rumors about like uh, the story. I don't want to know. I'm just want to play the goddamn game at this point. Yeah. Uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, it's the, tr- the finale of the uh, trilogy um, for this version of the reboot. Uh, so definitely hype for that one as well. That comes out December 14th. Uh, Life is Strange 2. Uh, don't nod. Our, the last few weeks for me. Uh, talking enough about don't nod and what they do but i i guess at the beginning of the show i already bought and pre-ordered the whole season uh look it's 40 bucks this time which is a little bit of a bummer because they, usually they're like 20 25 bucks uh i think like uh life was changed before the storm was like 15 bucks but i bought the collector the special edition one that was like 20 bucks uh but this one's 40 this time but i don't care i'm more than happy to pay for it um 11 11 memories retold it is a uh, i doubt anybody on this uh, that's listening to the show has heard this or very many people have heard this uh heard of this game before but it is um the new game the next game out of the valiant heart guys uh a game that uh i loved from 2014 uh world war one game uh, made me cry like a baby multiple times uh world war one game this one is their like i said it's their new game i can't remember the name of the company but um comes out november 9th um I, it, yeah, as soon as i can buy that again buying that it's like uh takes place from world war one uh again and it's got like a water painting type art style it looks huh. i mean i'm pretty much it, it's much like i like, don't nod uh valiant heart was so great to me uh, i've been wanting something like that or from them since then uh and pretty much whatever they do at this point i'm fully on board until they just don't uh they don't pan out but uh pokemon let's go pikachu november 16th uh mildly looking forward to that one i'm more i'm trying to be super optimistic i think it's more optimism than anything uh than hype for that game uh and then obviously the last one is smash brothers ultimate that comes out december 7th so that's it. those are all my uh games of the games for the rest of the year that i'm looking forward to what about you gables all right so to start things off i am definitely looking forward to captain Trode treasure tracker i mean that's definitely a great game that i experienced a couple of oh, it was like a year or two ago now on the wii u mm-hmm that was definitely a fun experience. I want to pick that one up. The Mega Man X Collection 1, that's definitely got my attention because it's like basically the first couple of Mega Man X games. So it's like definitely something that uh, I want to try to check out. And I kind of wish whoever's calling me right now would just stop and realize I'm recording. <laughs> anyway other games i'm looking looking forward to i'm looking forward to the okami hd on switch i mean hell i like okami i love the art style love the gameplay and stuff what i am also sort of looking forward to let's see well there was the whole valkyria chronicles 4 that's going to be coming out not too like uh it's not going to be coming out not too far away from now I definitely want to see how great that game is in comparison to, say, some of the earlier entries of the series. I played a little bit on the PS3, and I also played a little bit of Valkyria Chronicles 2 on the PSP back in the day. <clears throat> Let's see. Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition. Mm. 
that's definitely a game that I've been wanting to try to play for a long time, but have not been able to do so. And of course, I've already said Spider-Man, but yeah, this is actually appropriate for this time. Of the <laughs> so it's like Spider-Man, and I'm in the same boat, is where I've heard a lot about it. I don't want to hear any more. I just want to play it when it initially comes out. So let's see. Let's see. There is this whole Disgaea, Disgaea 1 Complete. I'm a fan of the original Disgaea for when I used to play it like on the DS, but uh, there's... The game's coming out for both PS4 and for Switch, like October 9th, and I really want to try to play that game again, because it's very fun, it can be very addictive. Let's see. Other than that, though, it's like, I got mild interest in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee and stuff, but uh, honestly, the main game that I'm looking forward to towards the end of the year is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I mean, I am a huge Smash Bros. fan, ever since the first game, so it's like... When that finally does come out in December, I am all in. I'm on it. So that yep. is pretty much what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yep. So it looks pretty good. Did you say Red Dead Redemption 2? Did I didn't say Red Dead Redemption okay. 2. I actually forgot about that. And uh, you know what? I am looking forward to playing that as well. <laughs> okay. I must have missed that. That and Soul I... Calibur 6. <laughs> I, I am not looking forward to Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. So, yeah. eh, not, a, not, a rock, not a rock star guy. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, also, uh, before we head out, I do want to say a quick thank you to everybody uh, for making June our most downloaded month ever for the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. It helps that we recorded 12 podcasts in the month of June, uh, but uh, it seems like <laughs> it looks like uh, we've had a lot of uh, listeners stick around after we, we gained a lot of a good chunk of listeners after E3 or during E3, and some of you guys have stuck around. After the fact, and we really appreciate that you guys sticking with yes. us. And, and tell a friend, please. Um, so you guys make all this stuff worth it for us to do. Uh, I mean, I, we would do this no, no. At least I would do this without with, with no one listening. Uh, I just want to tell Gables about it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, we uh, we have listeners, and we appreciate that you guys are listening. So um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more from us. Uh, we do have the Facebook page and group, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there. Twitter, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there, please. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, uh, follow us on there? Is it follow? Yeah, follow. Yeah. And send, send us a friend request uh, on there as well. We think friends, friends are good. Uh, on YouTube, Drunk Nerds. Uh, subscribe to us. Podcast goes on there, uh, up on there. So give us a big thumbs out. And whatever we do, uh, thumbs up, sorry. And then whenever, uh, and leave a comment, please. And then uh, whenever we do like Twitch streams or anything like that, we always post them on there as well later on. So if you miss them live, you can always watch them uh, on our YouTube channel. And uh, also on iTunes, we are uh, on there, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Give us a five-star review, please. And leave, us a, leave us a nice little uh, comment telling telling us why you like it. Because uh, when you give us a thumbs up on YouTube or five-star reviews, leave comments uh, and subscribe to us. That's how other people can see us. Uh, and it's the best way for us to get more views out there. Uh, other than you guys telling friends about us, please. Uh, just don't tell your parents that you're listening to us. They might disapprove. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I do want to thank you guys once again for listening. I was your host, Adam Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable. So, until next week, everyone, I hope you have yourself a fantastic week. Have yourself a lot of fun times playing the specific video games that you're addicted to this time. And, more importantly of all, sit yourself down, relax, and enjoy a good episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables? Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, buddy. Boys! See ya.